Welcome to the 16th episode of Vagina Slims as usual. Um, my name is Lauren Rose and I run this thing every week or so. Um, yeah, I have to f- figure out a better intro because <laughs> I just feel like I repeat myself. Um, you know what? And also, <laughs> my last podcast, that Jamie Lee Curtis story, I totally said it like two episodes ago, so I'm sorry, but it is really like a great story, I feel. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you want to hear it, go back to my other two podcasts I talk about it in. Um, but yeah, life is good. Life is all right. Just doing finals and stuff like that. Um, all right. So I'm going to go to Instagram before I even begin this thing, just to say thank you to those who have been supporting and leaving stuff. Um, sleep sound, Nick, (laughs) I love you. Um, he said, so excited to listen to this. Did you end up using Grimes? And yes, I did. I used Grimes in the last podcast for Girl Germs and it didn't get flagged yet. So that's awesome. Um, <laughs> but Nick has uh, this video on his Instagram, which maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Maybe you want to keep it private or something. But <laughs> there's a video of him at a uh, Shannon and the Clams concert and he's just dancing and <laughs> he trips. Um, and I look at it you know like a lot (laughs) like whenever I'm feeling just down I go back to his video so I'm gonna leave a link if I can um to his video so thanks Nick um there's at least a couple others uh cake butt on Instagram says listening to this right now at my commute feeling so sick but the podcast is helping me I'm sorry that you felt sick Finland wow sorry I'm just like stalking everyone's social media but um thank you guys as always for supporting and I have a meaning to look at my um dms like I mentioned before on instagram and I notice I get a lot of dick pics and I was kind of wondering why and then I realized it's totally because I have vagina in my username so that's always nice <sighs> just all the dick pics in the world um <laughs> uh teenage cliche said hey lauren i just want to let you know that your podcast has helped me through a lot i started listening around your fifth episode and everything you say say (laughs) gives me so much empowerment and i feel the need to thank you thank you that's so sweet honestly i'm trying to chandler i'm trying to follow you now okay do you love sex (laughs) Uh, where is everyone at Kamak uh, 3535 so listening to Vagina Slims good job you're an inspiration well thank you guys thank you <laughs> I'm sorry this is an awkward little thing that I'm doing I'm gonna close that up before I see too many dicks for one night Um, but yeah so yeah I had an idea for what I wanted to play like a loose idea because my friend Luke and I had gotten breakfast this weekend and we were kind of wondering about this song um, from this film called Morvan Caller. It was so strange. He just 
mentioned this um this name phaedra and suddenly like it all came back and morphing Caller is actually a really good film that he also introduced me to um it's by lynn ramsey who did rat catcher uh and we talk about kevin and it's definitely a tough movie um it was made in 2002 and it's about this girl whose boyfriend commits suicide and um he leaves her this like manuscript that he made for a novel and she decides to like publish it herself and just do a bunch of random shit now that she's like all alone and it's not like anything vindictive or I don't know perhaps it seems wrong but it's I don't know it seems right as well so very emotional um but yeah so this is the song and we found it guess who it's by it's by Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood so this is some velvet morning I hope you guys enjoy Some velvet morning when I'm straight I'm gonna open up your gate And maybe tell you about Phaedra And how she gave me life how she made it in Some velvet morning when I'm straight Flowers growing on a hill Dragonflies and daffodils Some velvet morning when I'm straight Flowers 
Some Velvet Morning, um, 1967, I believe it was written by Lee Hazelwood, and then you have Nancy Sinatra coming in with that duet, um, yeah, I was curious about the song, um, and I just popped it up here, I'm definitely on the Wikipedia page, no shame whatsoever, but it sounded like there was some sort of review in 2003 from the Daily Telegraph, and I really liked, um, they were the way they're describing the song uh they say spaghetti western guitar hazelwood sings of greek mythology and quote-unquote some velvet morning when i'm straight while sinatra coos about flowers and daffodils in a stoned haze against a backdrop of bubblegum psychedelia some velvet morning sounds like two songs spliced together by a madman or an avant-garde short film in song form which i totally agree i think i mean i love how the rhythm changes um back and forth and yeah <laughs> looks like they released that single on the b-side as oh lonesome me um and yeah i haven't listened to that song so that was cool that was weird um just how like you can remember a song with a friend and it just pops up even though it's i don't know somewhat obscure so yeah <laughs> <sighs> So, I don't know, I've never talked about The Walking Dead, but I feel like I have a lot of emotions that I kind of want to talk through. So, if you haven't seen it or don't care about that, you know, I just want to skip on by. But, um, so who has seen the last episode? I'm not going to lie, like, Walking Dead is kind of like a labor of love. Like, it's usually pretty slow and stuff. But I've always been there since the beginning. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but I think it's pretty rad that they shoot it in film. And I'm not uh, quite sure of the stock, but it was interesting the way they're kind of talking about it um, because the film that they use has like this greenish tint to the to the image. And so it makes it seem, I don't know, like there are people who always talk about film they're like, oh, it's so different from digital. And like, honestly, sometimes I can't tell. But with The Walking Dead, I feel like it fits super well. Um, but yeah that that wolf who morgan is keeping was so damn annoying um (laughs) he was from the stanford prison experiment that film just that just came out um this year well that's strange it has ezra miller in it who also was in we need to talk about kevin um and you know i had like jack kilmer for a second and some other young hollywood boys but yeah he was in it so it was strange seeing him in The Walking Dead and my friends and I were, I don't know, gawking over that, just how people are in different shows and stuff. Um, so yeah, he's annoying. <laughs> I'm just going to go on a rant. Um, that little kid though, I'm just so mad. Like his, like his eyes are totally like darkened, like around the circles and I just don't trust him like at all. And <laughs> There's some article that was circulating online. It was one of those clickbait shits that I totally clicked on. And um, they were talking about 
towards the end of the episode when they're all like covered in zombie guts and they're walking out into like the sea of the walking dead and how is like people at coachella like grabbing each other's hands and trying to like navigate through the crowds like (laughs) um but yeah that kid annoys the hell out of me and then carl like calling that other kid's dad um what do you say like an asshole or something and it was really like i think it was supposed to be funny maybe um or maybe not it just seems so off (laughs) um but yeah there's actually a woman on youtube i'm gonna make sure i google this so i get it right um i think her username is thick chick vlogs and she's hilarious i love her so much i'll just like put on her videos whenever she does like 20 minute long videos about um like recaps of shows i think she has empire um and she did walking the walking dead and she was just talking about how sickly that little kid looked and how she didn't trust him and she's just always like on point like every like little thing she says i just crack up and so my friends and i send it back and forth and i don't know i love her but yeah walking dead also i heard that um daryl or i think his name is norman Reedus, if i'm not saying that right um he got bit by a fan at a little convention thing (laughs) i just (laughs) i saw the instagram post that the woman did like i guess before she bit him like on the chest but she was like i couldn't help myself or something like that it was just so like funny but also not funny like i would hate to ever be like i don't know just assaulted by nuts not so fans i guess i don't know (laughs) um but yeah he's a total babe i can't believe he's 46 he's so so hot (sighs) anyways getting a little winded over here uh (laughs) yeah walking dead is interesting and then i watched scream queens I can hardly remember what the fuck goes on in that show. I know it's like the Black Friday thing, and so that was funny. Um, I'm really starting to like Emma Roberts, even though, to be honest, it's like been a struggle. And I heard that Abigail Breslin, one of the Chanel's in the show, she's going to be in a remake of like Dirty Dancing um, on like an NBC or something, some weird like primetime television show. Which, like, I'm not going to hate on, like, whatever. I'm not going to watch it, but I... (laughs) It's just so strange. Like, I have been keeping up on American Horror Story. Um, (laughs) There's some post online. It was, like, showing all the men in American Horror Story and how similar they look. And everyone's like, how are we supposed to tell these people apart? Um, (laughs) Actually, I think they said crackers. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) that guy who's the main protagonist in the season what is his name how do i how do i forget it he was obviously in american beauty the kid with the camera um oh wes bentley duh yeah so he is the main protagonist i don't really find him likable at all he's like a little too violent like and not in an interesting way <laughs> um but i think lady gaga is fun i think she's all right um I think she brings a lot to the show, actually. Um, but yeah, the one thing I don't, f- 
I I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but I didn't fuck with like the first episode in particular and this like romanticization of heroin usage. I don't see like any like substance within that. Like I just don't like I get it like that Sarah Paulson or whatever, like her character is grunge AF, but like why why this thing on TV? Like why? <laughs> I don't really I yeah it just like really frustrates me personally um but the one thing that like really kept me from getting into the series originally was this creature that follows her character around it's i don't know what the fuck it is but at one point it was wearing this like um like spike dildo or like strap-on thing and it like sodomized this gay male in the show and it's like if that was any other rape scene that was that brutal and it was like the perspective was so like point of view and just fucked up like that would never be allowed to be on tv so why is this like sensationalized right now and playing yeah like i just the thing with american horror story is they always try to go for camp and then they do some really fucked up shit and same with scream queens they'll be like oh it's camp and then like make these really racist jokes it's like that wasn't that wasn't funny like (laughs) not even to like the lowest of people like if you're quoting like gone with the wind you know this is like highbrow racist humor like i don't understand who would ever be in that category so i'm kind of ranting but regardless i'm like interested in american horror story and how it goes and i really like the set design personally but um yeah (laughs) i don't know maybe i'm like offending people right now but i just thought that was fucked up so um okay i think i might just save the questions until after oh that's so strange i literally just got a message on tumblr um dog lover 420 said hey lauren i'm currently watching the finals of oh the finale is it the finale of scream queens oh shit wait was that tonight um and i'm just laughing so hard at how everything played out with leah michelle's character is this a spoiler? I don't know what happened. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on the show as a whole? I'm, I know you touched on it, but I'm a little curious. Well, yeah, that's like Scream Queens. I can really get way more behind than American Horror Story for sure. I think their set design and their kind of camp to a degree is really successful. I like the references to all these, um, movies. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis and Psycho doing that, um, like paying homage to her mother who was in that movie and heathers obviously i love the heathers i i was just watching that the other weekend and i think that's really cool um i think some characters like that monotone girl that i've talked about before and leah michelle they like really just keep the show like having they just really keep the show interesting and like full of quality and even um uh the boyfriend i was his name like dune or dane or something i don't know the the frat boy i think he's probably one of the funniest too um so yeah i think it was like fun i don't know if they're going to be doing it again or if it's even over or if it's like a mid-season thing but i was surprised at how much i actually enjoyed watching screen queens and mainly like i might be making fun of it but also like it's it's a good time like all my friends just being together watching it so yeah um 
Okay. Well, I couldn't go an episode without playing <laughs> The Runaways again. Um, and before I played them a couple podcasts ago, I was looking at their Queens of Noise album because I realized that I hadn't listened to like a couple of the last tracks for some reason. At least I didn't remember them. Um, and I kind of want to like give a little shout out to Lita Ford because I feel like she's just so amazing on guitar. And the one track, at the last one johnny guitar it's just like brain melting but i wanted to play heartbeat because i just feel like you know it, it's not the greatest song in the world but i think it's really i don't know it's simple and effective and enjoyable and not as raunchy as some of their other songs or i don't know it's hard to explain so i'm just gonna play it for y'all um this is heartbeat by the runaways off of their queens of noise album enjoy queens of noise album um yeah i 
was having a conversation with Dana like a few months ago from Girl Germs, which by the way, Girl Germs was amazing and awesome and it was cool um, seeing everyone. I actually went to a casino afterwards. That was weird. Um, I got sidetracked. Oh yeah, we were talking about Sheree Curry and how she's not even that that amazing of a singer but um it's just so glam like the way she does it and so rock and roll and so um i like that song and it kind of (laughs) today i did like um an artist talk in front of one of my teachers and i played uh that scene in twister with philip seymour hoffman when they're about to chase one of the first tornadoes of the season or whatever of their time there and he's playing van van halen um and it kind of well van halen actually did like a huge ass soundtrack for twister which i think is amazing as well i have to play him at some point um but yeah those similar guitar sounds and those kind of droning on and on um i'm not familiar i guess with the genre per se but i just felt like a connection there so i wanted to tie that in um so yeah runaways love as usual uh this is let's see number one gem on tumblr said hey lauren been wondering if you're still a strokes fan i saw them in september at landmark festival in dc and it was fucking amazing uh i think you mentioned that you've seen them before or something who's your favorite also room on fire or is this it well the first time i ever saw okay let me just clarify i've never seen the strokes live which is kind of a bummer but also i don't know i would have seen them like i got into the strokes a little way too late like i got into them my freshman year of high school um so i probably would have to go to like Lollapalooza or whatever the fuck to see them which i don't know i'm like (laughs) there's like too much sensory overload for me there um but I did see Julian's solo shit that he did. Um, I forget when that was. I I swear I must have been maybe a freshman in high school. Yeah. What? I guess I did get to them when I was like in 7th or 8th grade. <laughs> get into them. Um, but I saw his phrases for the young tour. Uh, that was at first half and like a friend of mine had a really cool mom and so she would get us in and then like bounce sometimes at concerts so she took us there um and yeah it was strange he was <laughs> I love Julian but yeah that was the only time that I ever got grounded because I told my parents that well my parents were out of the city for the night and so I thought I could just go and pop back and then deal with it whatever and I went to the concert. It was pretty sick. It was sold out, I'm pretty sure, or it was just incredibly full. And then I got home and my dad was literally, like, so cliche, sitting in a chair by the door with one lamp light on. And he didn't say a word to me as I came in. He just saw me and then turned off the light and went to bed. And I was grounded. So I have fond memories of that tour, at least. Um, and then I saw Albert Hammond Jr., who, he opened for Jake Bug, which, by the way, what happened to Jake Bug? Just saying. Um, so I saw him, and then I think I did see Julian, like, one more time. 
at first have again. So yeah, I've never seen the Strokes live. Um, I can't really choose one or the other. I think they're all pretty awesome. I actually did love Nikolai a lot. I thought he was a really great bassist. Um, so yeah, I was like a total stan of the Strokes. That's probably the first band that I ever really like followed a lot. Um, and I still like them. Their newer albums were strange, but they were still enjoyable. Um, and then Room on Fire, or is this it? Honestly, I, th- I think I'd say Room on Fire because it's just like a little more heavier. Um, Between Love and Hate actually was like my low-key emo, like high school anthem. Um, The End Has No End is a really great one. And then 1251 and Reptilia. and I don't know. I could go on and on, I guess. I just say the whole album. <laughs> but um, yeah, that brought me back. I thought that was that was the beginning of my like obsession with some artists so I always have a soft spot and I'll always support whatever they do like cult record stuff so yeah all right well I feel like this podcast will probably drag on as it usually ends up doing um so I'm gonna cut it short I wanted to play the Stevie Nicks song this is I think from her solo stuff But there's this video, which um, I've been obsessed with recently, and it's of Stevie Nicks at a Rolling Stone photo shoot, and she's singing behind stage. Um, She's singing, like, a demo of her her new song, Wild Heart, which is, like, the title of one of her albums, I'm pretty sure. And she's just so cute, and she's getting her makeup done, and it's this, like, VHS ripped quality of it, so it's really, like, visceral, like, when you watch it. Um, And I really like this cover. I was talking to Luke, and we both agree that, like, this cover is way better than the original. So the track is going to be a little grainy. It might be a little hard to hear, um, but I think it's awesome. And I'll leave the link down below so you can see it as well. So, yeah. Love y'all. Stay safe. And I will see you next week. Bye. This is the This is the